it was one of those things where it made me recognize that the message I had, the story I had, if I wanted to help someone, even if I didn't want to use it for a business, I was going to change someone's world. And you don't have to, when you write a book, change the entire world. You don't have to be a number one New York Times bestseller. You don't have to sell 10,000 copies. If you can sell 10 copies and that makes a difference in someone's life, and that allows you to share your message and your truth, because it's a very therapeutic process as well, that does magic. And great and unexpected things follow vulnerability and authentic action. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If you are someone who has ever wanted to write a book or know someone who wants to write a book or wants to scale your business with a book, you need to listen to today's episode. Jake Kelfer joins me on the show and he is the man, literally one of the only people in the online space that teaches you how to write a book that you actually enjoy the process when one hour a day and they promise that you're gonna be able to write the book and launch it and publish it all within four months. Jake, his energy is truly amazing. We met via mutual friends and you guys are gonna really love today's episode. You're gonna take a ton out of it and if you've never thought about writing a book, which I've always said I'm never writing a book after today's episode, I might rethink it. All right, y'all. Today, I have a super special guest. Jake Kelfer is joining me on the show today. And Jake and I uh, met randomly. You reached out to me, Jake, probably about six months ago and said, hey, let's do an IG live show. And I checked you out. And we have so many mutual friends and Chris and Lori Harder and their masterminds. You're a part of that now. I worked with Chris in the past. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then once we got off the IG live, I was like, hell yeah, dude, I love you. Let's uh, let's do a podcast together. So you are like the writing book guru on how, like I, I re- really read your tagline and it was like, you guys, if you've ever wanted to write a book, you need to 100% follow this guy right now. Your tagline is write and launch a book in one hour a day. If I've ever seen clickbait in my life, that is it, Jake. So I am super stoked for today's podcast. Thank you for being here. Yes, let's go. Uh, we do it. Well, yes, it's great clickbait. It is factual. So we're going to get into that. But um, yeah, I'm so excited to be here and, uh, and have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And we have like a mutual sports connection in some regards too. I was looking through all of your bios and stuff like that. And you used to host a pro basketball combine and like, you know, I used to play pro golf. So let's kind of start with like, how did you go from pro basketball 
combine hosting, helping 70 plus NBA players get drafted to now being like the guru on how to write a book and really quickly self-publish it and use it for your business. So tell me a little bit how this all happened. So, so okay. So, so let's go back in a little bit further here. I had a dream of playing in the NBA. All right. But as a five, eight Jewish kid from the suburbs, that, that just ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? And so, so I end up getting my first job with the Lakers. So I'm an LA guy. The Lakers are my favorite sports team ever. An opportunity came up. I, I was like, yes, of course I'm going to take this, but I wanted to be a sports agent because if I couldn't play in the NBA, I wanted to represent the best. So I took the job with the Lakers as a, as an opportunity, because I was like, there's gotta be opportunities to network. There's gotta be all these amazing things. And while I was there, I had some experiences with Kobe and Jerry West. And I was like, damn, these dudes have made an impact on me and millions of people around the globe. How do I get to make that impact? The only problem was I didn't know much about anything because I was 22 years old, right? Less than a one year removed from college. But what I did know is how to land my dream job. And so I realized, okay, let me give this a shot. So I meet with a mentor of mine and he says, Jake, don't just write a blog post, write a book on this. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm 22, less than a year removed from college. And you're telling me to write a book. And he said, yeah, do it. And this is a professor at UCLA. And I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. So I write my first book at 22 years old. I launch it when Kobe retires. I retire from the Lakers and I launch my very first book. It's called Elevate Beyond, How to Stand Out in the Job Market and Discover Your Passion. And what happened was immediately after launch, it became an Amazon bestseller. And I was like, oh shit, now what? I was planning to go the sports route and I was just writing this book for fun and seeing if I could do it. But now all of a sudden, I still want to be a sports agent. And now I also have a best-selling book on my hands. Then I find out that someone says, Jake, you can be a speaker and get paid to talk. I said, shut up. I said, there's no way. I love talking and I love money. And I said, yeah, you can do that. And so I started speaking. I started speaking to colleges on internships, resumes, networking, interviews, all that stuff. And meanwhile, I was still building my sports network in the background. Fast forward a year and a half later, and I said, okay, I don't really want to be in the mailroom of an agency. I don't really want to go be a bottom of the totem pole employee. When I have a speaking business that's growing, a best-selling book, like it would just didn't make sense to me to go backwards, to go forward in that capacity. So I asked myself, like, how can I go big? And that's when the idea of creating the secondary draft combine came into play. Because my whole dream of being an agent was to help people, help players turn their dreams of playing pro basketball into their reality. And so instead of trying to work my way up as an agent, I said, what if the agents became my customers and I could work with all agents and all players, all executives, and really bridge the gap from what I'm missing in my network to give myself the best chance of rising through the ranks quicker. So I end up launching that event. We end up over the next three years having 20, uh, 24 guys each year. So over 70 NBA players come through our event. We help them get in front of NBA scouts. We help them get noticed. We help them do interviews with media. So we help them get um, you know, media attention. And then ultimately, we help them get paid. And over the last couple of years, I've written books while building this event. I've spoken more around the world. And eventually, it led to last year, recognizing that, you know what? The dream is still the same helping people turn their dreams into reality. Just now the way of doing it is not from sports. It's from entrepreneurs and authors and coaches who want to write a book. And so that's how it kind of led to this phase of really niching down and focusing on helping entrepreneurs and coaches turn their dream of writing a book into their reality, the same way we did with the NBA players. Oh my God. There's so many questions that I have. I've been like writing like a 
banshee throughout this which i think is so fucking cool but first of all i just want to point out congratulations like thank you so fucking cool how old are you by the way i i'm 29 29 so it's only seven years in you guys i want you to listen to that so number one he's young as shit number two he's smart as shit because this guy literally decided he was going to do something and i think this is really important obviously this is decided it's your turn he decided that he was going to do something and the path that he thought he was originally on completely detoured and i think so many people when they start something, they're like, they're so concerned with like the end of the road that they forget, like it's one step at a time. And the journey is a huge part of it. You know, how did, let's go back to you saying, okay, I love to speak and I love money. This is fucking amazing. People get paid to do this. How, because people come to me all the time, like, how did you get your first speaking of it? How did this actually happen? So you're, first of all, go back to that. Like, I'm just like all over the place because I'm so excited right now, but go back to the fact that you at least applied for your dream job with the Lakers. Do you know how many people would talk themselves out of that because they think that like, well, the Lakers is the top of the top and I, I have to start somewhere else. You were willing to start with what your goal was and you got in. I'm assuming it was like some entry level thing that you took the first time, but you were willing to decide that you were going to go for your dream of working for the Lakers. So you get into the Lakers and then what? So your speaking engagements, you write the book. And how did you get your first speaking engagement? People always ask. Yeah, great, great question. So so I didn't have an audience. I didn't have a following. I wasn't known in the space, but I had a book. I had a book and that was my entry point in. So a lot of people that want to start speaking, you know, you can get gigs, but when you have a book, you have now a physical product, you can gift away for free, you can create different types of structured deals. But I didn't know all of that at this time. All I knew is I had this book and I had a message. So what I did was, and I'm in, I'm in California. So I made a list of every single community college from A to Z, all like 113 of them. And I wrote down everyone. And I wasn't, niche specific or anything at the time. I just said, community college sounds good. There's a lot of them in California. Let's see what we can do. And I just wrote down, I went to every single website and for hours just pulled out any department or email that I could find that could be somebody interested in hearing me talk. And I went from A all the way to Z and I sent email after email after email, hoping that I would get a response and then adjusting as I learned more and had more experience. Now, here's what was really funny. I'm doing this and I'm like, okay, We got 113 to go. Like, let's try to get 20 a week and see if we can book some gigs, right? Because I had no idea. It didn't like matter how quickly my back, like I I didn't need to make $100,000 tomorrow. I just wanted to like do this while building everything else. And so literally American River College, it was like number three on the list. They hit me back and they say, oh my gosh, this sounds so amazing. I'm like one for three, let's go. This is the easiest thing ever, (laughs) right? Like I'm like, oh, speaking, I'm going to crush this game. And then they were like, oh, have you ever, you know, do you have a signature presentation? I was like, oh, of course I do. Right. Like, like I am a big believer. You, you build it after you have the customer, right? Like let's not, let's focus on getting the sale and making sure we can deliver. And I knew what I could talk about, but I didn't have like a bunch of presentations, but I was like, yeah, I have, I have a couple of things that I really like to discuss. And I broke them down and they were like, great. Can you do 12 presentations over two days? And I was like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for people that are listening, 12 presentations over two days is insane. Not just that, but they said, can you do three different presentations four times? And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have one presentation. Now you want me to have three presentations. You want me to repeat them four times. That means I have to build three presentations that look different. They have to say different things because they're going to be for similar audiences. And I was just like, 
I, in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, but I was so excited. I was like, yes, absolutely. And they were like, okay, well, what's your rate? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, $1,500 a day. So I could charge 1500 bucks for uh, a day. So three grand total all in for, and I think it was three grand all in for 12 presentations, which looking back on, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. But it was the first one. I had no idea what I was doing. And I ended up going, we ended up crushing it. It was awesome. And then I got some testimonials, right? I started to build on the back and kind of that marketing engine. But then let's go back to that list. It went so dry for the next A, B, C, D, E, F, G. People are like, oh, maybe. People are like, no. People are like, hit me back in six months. You're like, nah, nah, right? You're getting that rejection. You're starting to get deflated. I went on the extreme high and then I started getting deflated. And then I got to, to S, okay? Now I'm still following up. I have a very rigorous process. I get to S and I start booking a couple more gigs. And I'm like, okay, now we're talking. After I started booking a few more gigs, I started taking testimonials. I started asking for referrals. I started getting very clear on what was the next phase. I started niching down a little more in my mind. Like, okay, these departments respond more effectively than these departments. These three people were the ones that hired me. Who are these people at all these other schools? And that's how I really started to gain some momentum at that point in my speaking career. I love that. You guys, I think the important part there is he just figured out how to get his first yes. You know, I always say that there's always a way to yes. And you just figured out how to get your first yes. And you didn't give up after school four through 64 said no to you. And you figured out how to niche down. Most people just go, oh, I guess it was a one-off and I'll try something else. Oh, I guess this isn't for me. Oh, I guess I'm not good at this. Jake just continued to do it until it fucking worked. And I think that's so important to remember you guys that like, Our entrepreneurial journey is going to take so many twists and turns. And even though in the back of his mind, this was never what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a sports agent. He was willing to follow the path. He was willing to take action. He was willing to take one more step, one more action to get to that next place. Oh, I freaking love this. This is so, this is so damn good. Okay. So after you started doing the speaking engagements, and by the way, how did you land on that $1,500? Because it's so funny. I used to do the corporate golf gig. And so many people used to say to me, like, how in the fuck did you charge what you did? In the beginning, I like you did better than I did. In the beginning, I was like, ah, how's 500 bucks? You know, I made it up to like $10,000 a day. But in the beginning, I did $500. So where did that number come from? Because everyone always comes up with some random ass number that's like totally undervaluing themselves right off the bat. There was a combination. There were a few things that I did. One, that wasn't always my price. I did whatever, which pretty much they would pay me at the beginning. Two, I would ask for what their budget was first and see if I can get their number because I didn't have a pricing structure. And then three is I asked a mentor or people that were in the space because I'm all about cross-pollination. So I was like, I need to know speakers just as much as I need to know people that can hire speakers. And so they started to give me some different price ranges of what people were doing. And then I had to decide on my own, what do I believe I'm worth? Because you will only ever charge what you believe you're worth. And that's been a theme in my whole life of as I continue to raise prices and create offers that are $30,000, $50,000, that's become a big thing, right? Every time you raise your price, it's, it tests you. And so for me, it was kind of understanding the market, connecting with other people, and then also just making sure that I believed in myself on what I could deliver. And as you know, the more you do the thing, the more you say the thing, the easier it becomes to offer the thing. And so for me, that was, those are a few like really important tips and and tricks that I use to, to price myself early on. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, like you said, your confidence, I, I believe confidence is a muscle, right? The more that you use it, the stronger you get. And then also too, I believe like once you get paid something one time, it becomes real in your head. I remember the first time I sent out a $10,000, you know, um, estimate, I was like, oh my God, there's no way that someone's going to pay this. And then sure as fuck, like they did it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm making $50,000 in five days and my, my head is just spinning. Right. But like, five years ago or three years ago, that wouldn't have even been a possibility. But the fact that you did it one time, it becomes real too. And, you know, obviously it's the value and the the ability and the belief within yourself to be able to charge that. How did you know at such a young age to like surround yourself with the right people? Because you talked about you knew speakers as well. How did you, how did you connect yourself in that? Because people oftentimes ask, well, what if I'm not in, you know, masterminds or what if I'm not in these things? How did you connect with the right people? Was it just the Lakers or how did that happen? So uh, let me take you back to my childhood here, because I think there's an important lesson here. And then we'll get really into, into why speakers and how I knew to connect with them is that when I was growing up, my parents are are my heroes and my role models. and And they used to say every beginning first day of school, they would say, make sure after class, the first day you go up and introduce yourself to your teacher and ask a question. And what that did immediately was whether I knew it or not, is I just put myself at an advantage. So immediately from day one, the teacher already had their eye on me, which meant that I was going to be able to create new opportunities. If I was on that B plus A minus range, you never know. I could get that bump because they knew who I was and the person I was. Anytime in life that you can create an advantage for yourself by knowing somebody else in a, in a genuine way puts you in another category. So when I started speaking, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing, right? But I knew I had to find people that could hire me, right? I need to find customers. But what I also had to do was who are the other people that already had the customers, right? When we look at whatever we're selling, there are already people selling what you have to offer. Who are those people doing and who are they selling to? And if you have something complimentary, you can become a partner of theirs, which means you get to be the person that they refer to. So now fast forward to speakers and fast forward to even today is with this book offer, There's not a ton of people teaching about how to write and self-publish nonfiction books. There are a ton of coaches teaching you how to build a six-figure business. Now, ever since I switched to the specifics around my book offer, everybody has me as their book guy. So now I'm the number one referral. And this is recent when we made this pivot. And what's incredible is now everyone's starting to refer me as their book guy. So now we're building out an entire database and customers are starting to flood in. And this is going to only be on an exponential growth. So I think it's important to understand the right relationships can put you in an advantage in whatever capacity you're looking for. Even better relationships are when you can start to understand who is right next to me, who is a complimentary, which most people would say as a competitor, but who is complimentary to me that can be developed a relationship with where we can both help each other out. That's a secret key that most people fail to recognize. I love that. I think it's so the truth because in our industry as, you know, the six figure coaches or whatever, seven figure, whatever you want to call it. I often think that not very many people do one-on-one coaching and not very many people do the confidence. Right. And so like, you can have all the things you can have the marketing, you can have the strategy, you can have all the things, but like, I can teach you all fucking day how to write a book and market a book and put a book out. But if you don't have the confidence to actually fucking do any of those things, it doesn't matter. So that's the reason why even coaches in the industry come to me to gain their confidence or refer their clients. Even just this morning, I had a, a seven figure coach send one of her team members to me for a two hour intensive just to build her confidence. So I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think everyone in the audience should take that from it is that niche yourself enough, but 
also too, and tell me if you feel like this is true, Jake, I think in the beginning, so many people go, all right, I got to find my niche on day one. I don't think that that's the case. You just said that this is recent that you've niched this down is because you've been taking the steps and now you've got the clarity. I think in the beginning, so many people are like, oh, I have to be so pinpointed in the big in the beginning, but I think that comes with the journey. Don't you agree? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I'll, I'll be fully transparent and break down the last couple of years. So I, I have three books and a speaking business. I have my combine, the pandemic hits. Oh shit. <laughs> right. All of a sudden my live events are gone. My basketball event is gone. So now I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? Now I've been coaching in one-off capacities. I've been mentoring and doing all these other things for entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, speakers, and different things like that. But I was like, you know what? It's time to build out this entire coaching program. So 2020, I hired a coach and was like, I'm going to be an online business coach teaching people. And what did I know at the time? I was like, I'm just going to get started teaching you how to get to six figures. I had done that multiple times in various industries. I was like, boom, I could teach that. I can create a process around that. I've already been doing it, but now I'm going to create something official. So I started doing that. Do that for about a year, a year and change. And I'm like, okay, this is going really well. I'm doing really great. We now have another six-figure revenue stream. And I'm like, okay, this is great. But that's not what I initially said I ultimately wanted to do. That was just the entry point so that I could understand how to build this type of revenue stream. So then my third book came out at the end of 2021. And I had had a coach that also suggested this. And she said, Jake, you should niche down even further into helping coaches and entrepreneurs write and launch books to grow their business. And I was like, boom, that's the next phase. More niche, more focus points, more depth. And that allowed me to make that next pivot. And so I think that it's so important here is that what you start is not likely going to be where you finish. Where you want to go isn't ultimately going to be the end destination. And the way of getting there is unknown. But in order to get to where you want to go, you have to be willing to try and do different things. And so I totally agree with you. And and my journey is an exact example of that. It's like, look, you just got to start with what you know and then evolve. And that's, you know, you do a great job of that, right? You do a lot of different things, but you know, the confidence is your, is one of your bread and butter strengths and people just go boom, 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 boom. Did you start with confidence coaching? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But you're now at that point and you've owned it. And now you have just this unbelievable database and network referrals and all these other things. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on. So I really want everyone to understand that it, like, you just have to travel down the journey. You just have to be willing to do all the things. You just have to be willing to figure it out as you go. And then you can niche down. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. I just wanted to pop in here because lately my clients have been absolutely crushing it. They're making way more money and they're actually enjoying what they're doing. And they're actually not doing this one thing that everyone on social media tells you to do. And honestly, I want to teach this to you 100% for free. I'm going to do a live three-day event teaching you this exact thing, the exact things that my clients are doing to make more money enjoy the process, and the one thing they're not doing that you might think you need to do. So I would love for you to join us. It's going to be a completely free, like I said, completely free three-day live event. All you have to do to sign up is head to the show notes. There's a link in there to sign up or text me the word live, L-I-V-E, to 501-222-3362. Text me the word live to 501 222 3362. And I will send you the link to sign up. You guys, I can't wait to do this. I want to add value to you. So exactly what my clients are doing to make more money, love what they're actually doing. And the one thing they're not doing, I can't wait to see you guys there. Head to the show notes to sign up. Or again, text me the word live L I V E to 501 222 
3362. Can't wait to see you there. So let's talk about this bread and butter. Let's talk about the fact that like, okay, you are the book guy. You are the number one guy when it comes to writing a book and using that book to help you grow and scale your business. So how do you do that? Let's talk about that because I know that there's so many people out there that like, even for myself, like even just talking to you for five minutes, I'm thinking, fuck me, I need a book. Even though I'm never writing a book, I've said this for such a long time. Um, but at the same time too, who knows, maybe you can change your mind. Um, but for someone who does want to write a book, and I've had a ton of clients over the years who want to write that book so bad, but even for the people who are kind of on the fence, like perhaps they don't have a podcast, perhaps they don't do lives like you do, perhaps they don't have the Facebook group, but they need that extra thing to get their business growing and scaling. Tell us the process of like how you use books to build and grow and scale your business. Yeah. So, so a book, in my opinion, is one of the most versatile marketing assets you can have in your toolbox. Here's why. A book can be used as a free lead gen tool or lead magnet. You can deliver the PDF. You can do a free plus shipping funnel. You can give it away for free in exchange for so many awesome networking and, and revenue generating opportunities. That's one. Number two is a book can be used as an incredible customer experience uh, opportunity. Meaning anytime someone joins your program, boom, they get a copy of your book with a handwritten note. Immediately now their experience has started off on a positive. What does that mean? Why is that important? Well, we know that our best customer is the one we already have. So a book is one of those gifts that people will always remember and always stay top of mind with. Next is it can be used to convert clients at a high rate. Let's say you meet someone, they download a freebie that you have that's going on and you jump on a sales call with them and you don't close them, but they're still really interested. Boom, you send them a copy of your book in the mail with a handwritten note saying, I can't wait to work with you and create whatever it is. Now they're saying, well, I'm deciding between this coach and this coach. This coach just sent me a signed copy of their book and I'm not even a client. Imagine what they're going to do for me next. Now, remember, all of these things are only $5 to send a book to somebody else. Very, very affordable and low cost. The other thing that you can use a book for is you can use a book as a low ticket price point. So this is really, really awesome because there's a lot of people out there that have a great audience that have already built a, a following or a business, but they want something for their entry point. They want someone that's in there. And so what we focus on and this is how we come full circle is we focus on with most of our authors is creating a book that is a part of your funnel into your high ticket offer. So that way your book is a lead gen. It's an easy tool. It's an onboarding gift. And it's all related to what you're eventually going to charge a lot more for. That develops really clear trust with your audience. It lets people see how you think, understand your process. And they've just spent now multiple hours with you reading your content. So now those are a few of the ways that you can market it just off the bat, leveraging it into a uh, ultimately more revenue. Yeah, I love it. You know, it makes complete sense. You know, I have thought over the years, even though I, I never sit, like said that I've ever wanted to write a book, but you know, I've always thought about like having some sort of like journal or something like that, which would be something similar, right? Obviously, I just, I guess I assume in my mind, like a book is like writing like a novel or giving us, you know, your, your history or story or whatever it is. But yeah, you're absolutely correct. I think, I think that that is amazing tool in order to get someone into a funnel. You're absolutely right. The question I have is, do you work with people who are not using it for a business purpose? Because I know so many people who just want to write a book. But one of the reasons why, I, and tell me if you've heard this a thousand times, so many people have said they don't want to write the book because they're afraid no one's going to read it. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean we all have this fear. So I'm, re- I'm writing my first book. All right. Now I'm going to take you back here. I'll give you my experience. And I, I come to my mom and dad and I'm like, dad, what if nobody reads my book? Like, am I going to be a failure before I even started? Am I going to spend all this time writing this book only to suck shit? You know what I mean? And, and, he, and he looks at me and he says something that, that I, I literally am never going to forget. And he says, Jake, whether you sell five copies or five million copies, great and unexpected things are going to happen. And I was like, okay. You know, like I was like, okay. But he goes, but the truth is the only shortcut to getting that success that you desire is to start now. And so it was one of those things where it made me recognize that the message I had, the story I had, if I wanted to help someone, even if I didn't want to use it for a business, I was going to change someone's world. And you don't have to, when you write a book, change the entire world. You don't have to be a number one New York Times bestseller. You don't have to sell 10,000 copies. If you can sell 10 copies and that makes a difference in someone's life, and that allows you to share your message and your truth, because it's a very therapeutic process as well, that does magic. And great and unexpected things follow vulnerability and authentic action. Mm. I'm obsessed with that. Like my audience knows that that is like every single fucking ounce of me believes that your vulnerability and your story. And like my, I have three words on the board in front of me and it says impact number one, trust number two, and integrity. Those are the three most important characteristics of myself and my, and my being and why I show up. So if I write a book and if it helps five fucking people, guess what? That's what the, for me, it's my faith, but my, that is what the Lord wanted me to do. And so that is, you know, that's something that I've said to so many people as well. Obviously I'm not the book guru, but helping them lean into that and sharing their story and knowing that you have to know that if it was put in you, it is for you and it is for a purpose and a reason. And how cool is it that you grew up with parents who were like that forward thinking? Like, I mean, that's such a blessing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really blessed. And I don't take that for granted. I don't take it lightly. And I feel part of my responsibility is because I had that is to give people that same feeling of support, of love, of understanding that you can do it and belief in, in other people, because I had that, I had that support, but it's also, you know, I want to mention this is that it's really important to recognize. I'm a believer that if you have a message inside of you, whatever that message is, it's your responsibility and your duty to share that message with the people that need to hear it. Because there is somebody out there in the world that needs your message in your voice. They don't need to hear it from the 75 other books that are the same topic that you're going to write it on. They need to hear it in your book, from your voice, from your experience. And that is a game-changing recognition in our minds is that when we can say, you know what? I don't care if anybody reads it. I don't care if, if people have already done it. There's somebody that needs my message and they need it now. And when you recognize that, that can often put someone from deciding if they're ready for it to saying, yes, it's showtime because I've had it. I've been thinking about it for five years. I've been writing all the journals about it. I've been doing all the, all the things, but now it's time to put my money where my mouth is. It's time to go forward and to start making that impact. And so we've designed our entire program to help people do it faster than they ever thought possible and with more fun than they ever thought was possible. Because I didn't want to be a writer. I didn't think I was going to be a writer. I'm not a great writer initially. I didn't associate that way. So I had to figure out how do I make this writing process fun? And then I'm a busy entrepreneur. How in the world am I going to get a book done? I don't have six months to lock myself in a, in a, in a cabin in the woods and grow a grizzly ass beard and then be like, oh, this is sick. No, no, no. I have businesses that I'm running. I need to write and operate efficiently and I need to find a way to have fun. That's how we've built our entire program. And now people are being able to reap the benefits writing it in under one hour a day. We have people finishing the rough draft in under 27 days. 
It's incredible. Unbelievable. And I, I go back to what you were saying about it's your responsibility. I 100% believe no matter if it's a business, the book, you know, being parent, whatever the fuck it is, if it's inside you, it is your God given responsibility. And that is your job to lean it out. And there's not one other person that's going to tell it the way that you do. There's not one other person that's going to be able to do it the way that you do. You know, that's the reason why I've said, you know, a thousand times in posts is that like, you know, someone will hire you over the number one publishing company in the world because you have a certain voice. Someone will hire me over Oprah because they resonate with who I am and my story. So I'm totally down on that. Okay. So the process, like if someone's listening to this and they're like, holy crap, I want to work with Jake. I need to like, I know that I know this is my responsibility to write this book going to be fun. And by the way, I've always thought about writing a book is going like you have to rent the cabin in the woods. So that's like a great analogy. Like you see all these big time authors are like, yes, I've rented a cabin. I'll be back in four months. I'm like, bang on. Who the fuck has time for that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we break it down. I mean, I mean, we break it down in a way that's, that's very doable for the, the busy entrepreneur, the busy person, is right? Is it a course? So we do it. We have two main, main ways that we do it. Okay. Our Bread and butter go-to program is called Big Idea to Bestseller. And the basic premise is we help you write and launch your book in four months or less. And we even have a guarantee called the Mamba Mentality in honor of Kobe, launch your book guarantee. And basically it states that if you do the work that we say and you still don't finish in four months, we'll work with you for free for up to a year to make sure your book gets launched. Because it's not just about you starting to write your book. You've done that before. It's about you finishing your book and finishing it fast. So we have for that guarantee as well. But the process is very simple. We take you from big idea to bestseller. We take you from understanding why are you writing this book and why now? We help you break down your book audience. We help you break down what the outline is. We use the Avengers process to outlining your book. We do the, the doggy draft because, and that's your first draft. And the reason we call it the doggy draft is because it is rough right? We do a little play on there. And then we have, you know, different phases, self-editing, editing, formatting, designing, lead generation, et cetera, and then publishing and launch. So we take you each step of the way and we have an entire gamification process that we've recently rolled out and we're continuing to evolve so that there are different levels that you hit, benchmarks that you hit and you get different prizes, you unlock metrics and things like that, that really enhance the experience of why you're doing it so that it makes you want to keep coming back and do more. And by the end of that, you'll have a book. You'll be so proud of yourself and you'll be inspiring people all over the world. Oh my gosh, you guys have it down to an absolute freaking T. And I love the fact that you are adding in like the sports girl in me is just like obsessed with this. And the fact that you're making it fun too, because, you know, if I were to ever change my mind and want to write a book, I would want it to be somewhat fun because I definitely don't feel like I'm a writer. I definitely feel like my gift is definitely speaking and connection, human connection more so than more so than writing. But yeah, if you guys are going to do it, that's the best way to do it. So tell me a little bit about what else that you're doing right now that's allowing you to make a big impact in this world. Because I know that there's you have so many different businesses. Obviously, the book is a, this huge, huge impact that you're making. You're also a part of Chris, and, uh, Chris Harder's mastermind. I used to say Chris and Lori. Chris and Lori used to do it together. You and I, we both have that common thread in the Harder's and that's how we connected. But you know, right now you're working in this mastermind and obviously I'm sure it's massively, and I want to point this out, you guys, obviously, and tell me if I'm wrong, Jake, but did you not join this mastermind too? Because you know that you're basically in a group of like 50 other people who probably need to write a book. 
I mean, it's definitely a, a bonus of it, right? Like, um, but there's so many reasons you join. It. Like, you join for connections. Like, you join yeah. for opportunities and connections. I think it's so fucking smart. I, I'm an investor in Lori's company, and like, I'm associated with 53 other boss women. It's kind of amazing. But you join this mastermind, and now your connections are are huge, like like global. Yeah, I mean, it, it look it expands what you already have, right? And it opens your eyes to what's possible. So for me in this mastermind, something that I think is really, really amazing is that I'm having a new group of friends that not only you can talk strategy with, but a new group of friends that understand how to support you at the journey and the level that you're at. And I think that it's one of the big things that we as entrepreneurs sometimes struggle with. I know I've done this in the past where you, your friends don't understand what you're trying to do. Your friends, your family, they don't understand it. They're like, you're going to make money using Instagram and sell online digital products. Like what? You know, why don't you go get a real job? You know, I had friends when I left the Lakers to try to speak at 23. They're like, what are you doing? Like, you're insane. Yet here I am now getting to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And they're, you know, typing away on, on Excel all day long at their corporate job. Nothing wrong with a corporate job, but that wasn't the path that I wanted. And now being in this mastermind, I have people that understand where I'm at and they can support me and where I want to go. And so that's just a huge benefit um, that I think is really, really powerful from in a, from being in a mastermind or investing in a program with great quality people. Yeah, I love it. Do you host any in-person events or anything like that? Or do you just do strictly online stuff? So in-person events is something that's in our, is in our agenda. That's like my bread and butter, right? Like I, I love the, the speaking and eventually that's going to be one of the things that we're doing. We're thinking of doing booking a weekend events where we teach you how to write an entire book over the weekend. And then obviously, you know, bring you into our program. We're thinking of doing um, a bunch of different things. So we're just making sure that we, uh, we execute and implement our roadmap ahead and continue to make sure that everything we do as a charity component. So that's something that I think is also really important is every time we sign a new client, we donate um, a portion as part of their onboarding gift. We donate a portion of the, um, of the sale to a charity. And so that's a, one of our ways of making sure that they know we're invested in bigger than just getting the client. We want to show that we're part of this because everything that I've always done has always had some form of charitable component because that's really important to me. And so we're always finding different ways to innovate, but live events is, is coming up. Awesome. That's so cool. Because I know that like one of the things that you do and you're still doing the, the weekly lives, are you not? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I go live three, four, five times a week. Yeah. You guys super, super smart strategically. I obviously, you know this, but like Jake goes live every single solitary week, three or four times a week, your audience gets to know you, you get to know your energy. You're bringing on amazing humans who are connecting and showing that live on their feed. It's totally building your community. It's totally building your network. It's building your authenticity. I think everything that Jake's doing, like even when he reached out to me, I was like, dude, I love what you're doing right here. I'm totally all for it. And the fact that like, I had a little background on you and wanted to support that. I'm like very, very stoked. So you guys, I know today's podcast, you're literally typing in Jake's name. Jake, where can everyone find you before I ask the last question? Best place is on Instagram at Jake Kelfer. Uh, that's the best place to communicate. We got free training and we got, uh, you know, the DMs that are popping off. So let's have some conversations. Yeah, I love it for sure. Um, okay. The last and final question I always ask everyone is, is there, was there ever a decision that you were afraid to make that once you made it, it was ended up being a great decision or once you made it, you, what was the lesson that you learned? I think there are so many decisions like that. And I think that, you know, 
when First I decided, now, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think here's here's what will tie it into to the whole podcast of deciding it's my turn, right? Is every avenue of my journey, writing my first book, being confident enough to speak and, and try to get speaking gigs, starting this combine and taking on the NBA as a, as a complimentary competitor, pivoting, jumping online, trying all these things. Every one of those decisions was scary. Every one of those decisions put me out of my comfort zone because what was on the other side was not guaranteed. It was not certain. And so the lesson that I've learned, and I live by these three principles, is called the ACE method, is this. You have to take intentional action. You have to build meaningful connection. And you have to enjoy the journey. If you live your life with those three pillars, every decision you make will work out in its own way. And so that's what I would really say there is like, you asked me for a big decision. They're all big decisions. But the lessons that I've learned is that those big decisions create the opportunity for the growth and the change that I desire in my life. And if I take action, I build the right relationships and I have fun along the road, we're going to be okay. And so far that's played out pretty well. And I can't wait to see what my thirties have in store for me and how many hundreds, if not thousands of people we're going to help bring their story to life through the form of a book. Oh my gosh. So freaking cool. When do you turn 30? December 17th, 2022. Well, there you go. I turned 40 in October, so I got 10 years on you, but I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. Um, Jake, it was an absolute pleasure. I love what you're doing. You guys go follow Jake. And if you if you or anyone that you know is interested in writing a book and feel like there is their God's given purpose to do so, send them Jake's connection. Jake, I enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.